You know what? This fucking system. Sorry. I didn't trust it to go on time, so I went early. So, in the name of those who believe in 7 o'clock, big 7 o'clock, we're going to wait 40 seconds. We're going to listen to another song off the Stigmata record. The song is called Pure and Immense. Hey, what's up? Uh, so, until 7 o'clock, I'm going to put my hood on, cue up intro all of nothing, and get ready to start the show. Now that I know that the show is officially going to start and not fuck me in the same way that YouTube did. For no discernible reason. I, I guess it's, maybe it's my technology. But let me get my shit together now. Oh, all right. We got 30 seconds now. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know what you're going to say. But, okay, here we go. I, I know. I knew you were going to say that. How did I know? No, don't start. We'll talk about it later. You. Uh, now about to witness the awesome crushing might of the U G S. Robinson Show Stopper! Welcome, my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 3D nostrils to a show that seemingly never ends. Uh, the Eugene has robbed the show stopper. This is number V. Let's see if I can do this with one hand. I can't. V. Oh, this is getting tough. European style. Three, eight, three. I'm your host. You just Robinson, as though you didn't know that. Intro bumper music from the beginning of time. Music in this instance is 2007. This show is brought to you courtesy of Scott Kelly. I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for Scott Kelly asking me to do it at Combat Music Radio. But before we get too deep into this show, which is gonna go over because of the tech snafus at the beginning, before we get there, we're gonna hear Stigmata from their record, Calling of the Just. The song is called Intro, All of Nothing. Still available from Revelation Records. Revelation Records, you can look them up online. They're in Huntington Beach, California, where apparently they not only do they hit your car with a hammer, but they shoot you up in a nightclub, which happened this past weekend. But listen to the words by Raleigh Singh before we get started. I'm on my way back to nowhere. I took my time with a Good night, see so clear. The real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back and forth, always nothing. All right, all right. I want to get, I want to get to talking because we got some stuff to get to. So, um, um, and, and we'll eventually get to the fight. So, you know, I've said before, and I'll say it again. If there's a movie that you know the standard operating procedure is, if there's a movie that um, I want to see. Uh, I'll give you an example of one coming up. The Irishman. I don't look at any any previews. As, as it is now with previews, you know what the movie is before the movie is over. I look at no previews. I got to straighten my leg. It's killing me. I look at no previews. I don't read any reviews. I don't look at anybody's Facebook page where anybody's Facebook page happens to be talking about the movie. Because much like we talked about last week, very few of you listen to last week's show. It could have been the dog of the, uh, of the fight that we saw, or you could be dropping off. Incidentally, we don't do commercials at the top, but I'll have, I, I will give you informative moments. Uh, uh, what month are we in? 
so October, so September was the lowest take at first. I thought the lowest take of any month outside of the month where we only did two shows. That is, it was the lowest take of of any four four week show months. And I was about to say, you know, you guys getting cute. I'm gonna cancel the show one day. You're gonna come, and it's gonna be static here. And then I realized some of you have wised up and are donating directly through the uh, Pinko nine fifty one four at yahoo.com. That's a PayPal thing. And then when I added those in, I realized that we were we were consistent, so I don't have to gripe at you. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is, if it's a movie that I want to see, I don't mess around. I don't mess around. I, if I know I want to see it, like The Irishman or The Gentleman, Guy Ritchie's new movie. And so even if they come, if I'm at a movie and they're showing the previews, I look away, look at other people. I can't, you know, I don't want to be the guy in the theater who's kind of blocking his ears, but I don't want to know. Don't want to know. So I'd read a few, some people said, uh, like with the Nick, the new Nick Cave record, Ghost Teen, which cracks me up, which cracks me up because Ghost Teen, I can't think of anything else other than that Bill Cosby movie, Ghost Dad, which is an incredibly horrible movie, almost as horrible as Leonard Part 6, which I was in with the rapist Bill Cosby, but uh, not quite. So Nick Cave, of course, his son died, fell off a cliff in Brighton, sad tale, but somebody should have talked to him about go- naming a record Ghost Teen. Yeah, before, uh, uh, without referencing Ghost Dad, because it's an unfortunate connection. But I, people on Facebook are like, it's the worst record I ever heard. People on Facebook are like, it's the greatest record I ever heard. Reviews, pre-reviews, you can't get away from the headlines. I try as I might. Joker, most horrible movie. I ah, miss it. It's infuriating. Um, and then some people are like, ah, it's great. It should, deserves all the, uh, so, you know what? Ah-ha. Ah-ha-ha-ha-ha. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> oh, you guys, why don't you get a hotel room? Everybody's trying to date Ms. Tech. If you get a hotel room, leave the show alone. It's a, it's a bad look for you. Anyway, so um, we decide we're going to go see the movie. Go to the movie, get 545 showing. You know, I remember with the Mark of the Devil back in the 70s, there were vomit bags. I know these William Castle tricks. These William Castle tricks to drum up interest. People are paranoid because years ago some psychotic went into the Batman movie and shot the joint up. The the families somehow have been, the journalists have found their way to the families of the people who died in that. And they're like, fuck it. Oh my God, we know with this movie. It's drumming up interest for the movie, which had a $93 million opening, incidentally. The best for October. Uh, and I think better than Venom. Fine. Get to the movie on time. I'm driving because we had lifting, running. Training, right? Get there. There's a line because they're now checking bags, and there's a sign that if you have a bag over a certain size, in other words, if you go to the movie and you're a woman with anything larger than a clutch, you can't. And at this point now, because there's thieves all over the parking lot and signs that say don't leave shit in your car, you can't just take it back because everybody knows. So we get there and they say the bag is too big. Gotta take it back to the car. Go if we take it back to the car, people see us put in the car. You don't indemnify thievery from the car. Said, we can't help you. Great. We'll go get our money back. Go get the money back. Um, you know, go get the money back. And uh, uh, the guy says, uh, this is our new policy from now on. So I said, you're telling me, because he gives us get free passes for another thing. You know, the movie was great. If you can't stand all the talk and want to go out to the bathroom, come back. The movie was great. I'll get there eventually. So I go up to the guy, the manager, and the guy says, here are two passes. And I go, uh, great. So he goes, but you got to know, this is our new policy. I go, so if I come back to a movie a year from now, I still won't be able to bring a bag in. Correct. Two years from now. So these passes are absolutely pointless. And the guy goes, yep, it's our, our, our corporate wide. Great. Great. We'll write the company. Give us the passes. Thank you. So we go like five miles north. Another theater owned by the same chain, Redwood City. No bag thing. Get the tickets where you want. We use the thing for the free tickets. Get in, get the seat, sit down. Right? And I wanted to say, I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy who said, You're, you give a shit about, no, same price. You give a shit about what's in her bag? I could have a brick of ammo in my pocket and a fucking gun. And 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 you guys are not checking me. What what are you doing? 
They didn't check me. There were no metal detectors. I could have had a gun and a brick of ammo in my in my in my pocket. They didn't give a shit. They didn't check me. So uh, um, get to the theater, sit down, and watch the movie. Now, I, now I, I don't want. I'm not going to spoil the movie for you. I, I'm going to address instead the negative critiques. The ne negative critiques are 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 typical for those guys, for those people who are like, and I've made fun of them before, who are like, oh sure. I, I'm sure the guy has got a cape and he can fly. If you're not in the spirit of the willingness to suspend disbelief, the movie is not for you. Now, you got, now Todd Phillips opened his fucking pie hole and started talking about this cancer culture. Uh, uh, please don't I want to see the movie. I, I don't understand that sentence construction. Uh, um, um, anyway, look... It, he starts. Todd Phillips, the director, starts call, call, trying to trying to shoehorn the movie. He's out there doing press, trying to talk about cancel culture. I did this. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. I'm not going to spoil the movie. I am not because I want you to see it. But Todd Phillips is trying to shoehorn it into this cancel culture, and it's like it's got nothing to do with that. Yours, your. Your response, Todd Phillips, is like responding to the guy who says, oh, I'm sure with a red cape, he can fucking fly. I'm sure with a red cape, he can fly. Oh, look, there's a little feature where I can, I can delete you in real time. <laughs> I could put you in a timeout. <laughs> Isn't that, I could remove you or put you in a timeout. That's pretty funny. You genius. <laughs> you fucking with me. <laughs> you find yourself sitting in the hallway. Where's my where's your hall pass? Don't have one, teach. So Todd Phillips of the castle culture is like, you're answering the guy who says that Superman can't fly because he's got a red. Just stop. Just stop talking. Just stop talking. In macro terms, this is a long string of movies about. Uh, an American specialty. Yeah, he could fly without the kid. An American specialty. I'm going to call call it the vacant stranger. I wrote a piece for Ozzy.com, OZY.com, <laughs> uh, uh, on Arthur Bremer. Those of you who are probably under 40 and are not history buffs don't know who Arthur Bremer was. Arthur Bremer was the guy who Tra uh, um, uh, Travis Bickle was sort of based on. He shot uh, uh, George Wallace, he was running for political office back in the 70s, um, in, in a mall I used to hang out in, Wheaton Plaza in Maryland during the summers. And um, his words right before he shot, uh, he shot George Wallace, who was an avowed and dyed-in-the-wool racist before he got shot, after he got shot and it had a road to Damascus moment and, uh, and, and changed his tune about race in America, since I think the people who nursed him back to health were all Negroes, and he, he felt bad for having had his previous attitudes. But uh, right before he shot him, Bremer came out with this genius line, which was, a penny for your thoughts. And then, and then, and then, he, he, uh, then he shot him. Uh, 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 Wallace lived, but was forever uh, uh, wheelchair-bound after that, much like Larry Flint, whose only regret in his entire life was not wearing a bulletproof vest the day he got shot. Which I'd say it's a pretty is a pretty significant lesson for the future. So um, we have a long tradition of vacant strangers, not including Lee Harvey Oswald or James Earl Ray, men who didn't do what they were convicted of doing. Let's not get into that. The guy just died. The Surgeon General or whatever the guy is, the Chief Medical Officer who did the first autopsy was the first one to see Kennedy shot. He goes, based on my 40 years of, of 40 years of professional experience, he was shot from the front. Case closed. They're like, no, 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 you got to be wrong. You know, you got to be wrong, Doc. You got to be wrong. I, the, the shot came from the back. Well, that may be, but he definitely got shot from the front. Bullet goes in small, comes out big. Seems to be it came from one direction. Not the point. We have a long history of the vacant stranger. Which goes back even further, if you're a history of Russian literature, to uh, Notes from the Underground, Deutsche, uh, uh, um, um, <laughs> seems, seems to be, uh, seems to be, 
you shoot a racist, that might cure him of racism, especially if the people afterward are taking care of. I mean, a white guy shot him. Black people nursed him back to health. You tell me. Maybe this is another story about the, 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 the Amber Geiger court huggers, which I have mixed feelings about, but we'll talk about that maybe. So, so anyway, we have a long history of, of people disconnected from society at large. And it's okay being an outsider. It is perfectly okay being an outsider. As long as you don't castigate me for being an outsider. I've willfully, like people say, well, who was your, what were you like in high school, Eugene? Were you a jock? Were you a geek? Were you a, you know, a, I said, no, 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 I had friends in all those groups. I was a free fucking radical. I was an athlete because I lifted weights and I swam, so I knew all those cats. But I liked journalism, so I worked in the newspaper. Only thing I didn't do, which, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> the only thing I didn't do, which is strange given my predilection for later, is I didn't do any theater stuff because I absolutely couldn't stomach the theater folks. They seemed like big phonies to me. And they continue in this point, you know, even though I've made a fair share of money doing TV and movies, they seem phony. Where do you think I got the Hollywood fade from? Also known as a chimp chill out. That never happens to you with fighters. Fighters are in, they're out. In or out, that's it. They like you, they don't like you. Except I remember once I was training down, I'm not even going to say the name of the place, Beverly Hills Jiu-Jitsu, and uh, Mark Kerr and Mark Coleman were there. Saddest thing in my ever I've seen. They used to train together. Mark Kerr leaves early. Mark Coleman's like, I fucking hate that guy. I fucking. It's like, look, man, he believes you're his friend. You have an obligation to correct that belief or make yourself scarce. Don't be all up it. And I understand, I understand, I understand the Sicilian way as well. I gotta do business with you. Doesn't mean I have to like you. But when I get my hand on the rock, woe betide you. And that's what this movie was about. Outsider status fine but don't give me a hard time for being it just leave me be just leave me be history is replete with examples of people who should have just been left alone carl carl uh, uh theodore streleski uh was a, a a stanford in the phd program in mathematics carl something of it was his advisor's name and they treat they, they treat these guys, they treat these, and I'm not justifying murder. However, I understand it. They treat these uh, grad students like virtual slaves. And they just kept riding this guy and riding this guy, riding this guy. And then he goes in to have a meeting, Streleski, uh, uh, you can look him up, goes in to have a meeting with his boss. And he has on, he just bought himself a pair of nice wingtip shoes. Wanted to do something nice for himself. Have to feel okay about himself. Goes into his office, guy starts making fun of him. Reaches into his briefcase, pulls out a claw hammer, claw hammers this cat to death in his office. The back of his bag, leaves, calls the police, said, I just murdered my advisor, my PhD advisor. They take him and they put him to jail. I got a story about Keanu and poop, but I'm not going to tell it on this show. I don't want to ruin your fantasies. So uh, they want to let him out early. They want to let him out early, but what happens? They want to let him out early, and he goes, great. And they go, on your parole, condition your parole. Oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh. whoa. I don't want any conditions of my parole. I want to go where I want and do what I want. Well, then you have to serve your full sentence. It goes, fine. Exactly. You wait. You got it. So Streleski takes the full ride, serves his whole sentence, and when he leaves, everybody at Stanford was freaked out that he's going to come back. not going to come back. Or read that great story in Alfred Hitchcock Presents, collection of short story fiction called for all the rude people. And a guy, you've heard me talk about it before, a guy goes to kill himself and he goes to a bridge and he sees a little circus by and he sees a guy behind a booth castigate a guy in front of his children, embarrass him. His therapist tickets to throw him in his face, won't let him into the circus. Goes up to the guy and says, hey, how old are you? And the guy goes, hey, fuck, it's not your fucking business. He goes, hmm, I adventure 39. He goes, yeah, I'm 39, what's the business? He goes, too bad, you could have learned a C40. He pulls out a gun that he was gonna use to kill himself says, you know, you didn't have to be that rude. He shoots him. You put rats in. High concentration, smaller space. They lose their minds. 
We only make it being kind to each other. And this is fundamentally why I'm not down with the Republican program, since the Republican program is, you want health insurance? Great. Buy it. You want a house to live in? Reagan said, I don't know when people talk about homelessness. I see plenty of homes for sale in newspaper. Buy it. They were talking about homelessness on, so you know, you know how to beat homelessness? Collectively, we have to decide that this is not going to stand. Were we of a mind, we could stop homelessness on Monday. Build low-income housing, get people mental health counseling, move them into the houses. That's it. Well, you know, you don't want your neighborhood. Uh, don't get me, don't get me in the weeds here. There are plenty of pl- plenty of neighborhoods I don't go to. Candlestick Stadium near San Francisco, they tore it down. It's a big space, waterfront. I never go there. I drive by it all the time. It's right on the other side of Hunters Point, kind of a bad neighborhood. Redo them, let people. They finally went to people and they said, they said, uh, 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 what did they say about people? They said, uh, uh, why don't we talk to poor people, find out how they want to spend money? And they started this development in San Francisco that actually worked really well. Yep. Yep. And so I have to, I have to fundamentally be led to the conclusion, like uh, in Cool Hand Luke, man, mother die, yellow rabbit in his blood, nation back going back and paying his respects, and his mind ain't right. So Luke, not in the box, which is the way he wants it. I'm gonna have to say this is the way they want it, and it's not significant until it affects them. Every time there's been a riot, every single time there's been a riot, I've had to be shocked, read the newspaper, have an effluvia of articles about where did it come from? Where did it come from? Where did it come from? Where the fuck have you been? Where have you been? Not to get all Christian here for a second, but you do the least to me, you do to me. I don't give money to homeless people on the streets who who are younger than me. Said, I would rather you rob me than to ask me for money. But they don't really always want the money. They want the eyes. They want to look. They want contact. And they want, at the very least, for this exchange not to be harmful or hurtful. I just said hello. How you doing? You have any money today? Nope. Okay, have a nice day. You too. That's my my shit. And if it's an old lady, she'll get it from me. Cash, I mean. The whole sensation, the whole casino politic of going, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'll give you money. (laughs) Fuck you. That doesn't work. Yeah, fuck you, pay me. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't fucking work. It doesn't work. And that's why the only people who can afford to think that way live in places like Wyoming, Montana, which they don't largely need social groupings at all, period. Until they have something like a storm. It's like that guy who said, oh, we think fire, fire department should be, why do I need the fire department? It should be voluntary. If you want it, you pay. If you don't, you don't pay. You don't pay, you don't get the services. Well, guess what? That city councilman's house caught fire. Calls the fire department. He says, I'd like some of that fire department socialism, please. They show up at his house. They go, oh, whoa, 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 wait, wait. Your name's not on the list. Your name is not on the list. Hmm. Your neighbor's, your neighbor's name, uh, your neighbor's name is on the list. We'll put out the fire at his house. And they fucked him. So this idea, this John, this bullshit John Wayne idea that we're all on our own, Eh, it's convenient. It's convenient, they say, when we want to unionize. It's convenient, and I'm not saying that the union's any great fan or the common man either. I've been bugging the Screen Actors Guild for years to collect some money from me. Have they done it? They haven't. But they've been pretty avid about taking my money twice a year. 
It's all right. I had appendicitis, had my appendix out, screen at the guild, health insurance helped me. They didn't say fuck you to me. You know, I, I have to deal with a wife. She had a physical thing, said call the ambulance. I go, oh, oh, easy. I think you're okay. She goes, no, call the ambulance. I go, you don't understand. Let's get in the car. I'll drive you to the hospital. I'm not calling the ambulance. Well, in Poland, we were just, nah, 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 baby. That's $1,000. Unless you are having a heart attack right now, we got to drive there. She was just one of the richest, the richest country in the world. I can't believe, believe it. We have no collective will for it. That's fine. Ride that train. But when that train, but when that train, when that train runs into a fucking ditch, woe betide you. And all you guys, all you cats who are like, you've got to understand when I talk about casino politics, somebody uh, sagely in one of the comments on one of the pages, one of the other shows I do said, oh, no, on, on Twitter. So, you know, there's a difference between Republicanism and Trumpism. And if you're a dyed-in-the-wheel Trump because you think he's anti-machine, know that while he might be anti-machine, he's very much pro-something, and it's not Republicanism. He's very much pro-me. Like I said about Mao, I call Maoism meism. When I tell you that somebody's a Maoist, you know, uh, I tell you somebody's a Maoist, you know what I mean? He's a meist. You know that great march, which I was first exposed to? Read book, uh, June Chang's book on Mao. They carried him. And when they died, they got, he says, hey, uh, could you get, and it was heavy to carry him over the mouth because he had the books and sweet meats. No, he won't be. Trump is a goddamn piece of shit. You know why? Because he doesn't give a fuck about anybody else. He doesn't give a fuck about his sons. Never have I seen, never do I get the creepy crawl feeling like I do when I think about my father as when I think, watch Trump and his sons. He's beating those kids. And I don't mean beating them like, like physically. Those are not men. It, like down south, they say, uh, you know, you know, you know, when a, when a boy becomes a man, when his father tells him he is, they're, 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 they're not there. There's a big difference. Why do you think there's a big difference between him and Kushner? He didn't raise Kushner. And he adjusting, uh, sh showers all his favor on him. Can you think of the family dynamic? They've been forced to be Fredos. At his father, read the Vanity Fair, at his father's funeral, he, he, he got up and stood and delivered a eulogy that was about him. This is not a guy that you could spend five fucking minutes alone and you and your heart of hearts, you know it. You know it. You may have never voted Republican before, but you support this cat, you know. Uh, he hasn't done shit. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything. You just can't sign these signing orders and expect shit to happen. He hasn't done anything. He's made noises about doing things. He hasn't, there's a system. And, you know, as much as he wants to tilt against windmills and violate this, he hasn't. All the shit that he wants, all of what he wants could have been done through the system. That's why you have a diplomat order. That's why you have a State Department. You walk through, you don't, you don't get on the, what do you, you think of the mafia? What do you think of the mafia? The, the mafia does business that way. No. All those mafia bosses, they never spoke on the phone face-to-face. -face. Intermediaries. Oh, you heard me talk about Biden and my wife. He's creepy. So the point is, the point is, play the game all you want. Keep outsiders outsiders. And I'm not divulging a lot about the movie. But whether it's Travis Bickle, whether it's Notes from the Underground, whether it's Arthur Bremer, whether it's... Uh, 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 um, uh, every single riot that we've ever had, whether it's Rupert Pupkin and King of Comedy, all movies that Phillips gave a nod to, Taxi Driver, Travis Bickle. Oh, that's right. Why would we want Obamacare? You know what Obamacare did? It gave 23% of 350 million Americans health care. So when they got sick and had, didn't have a husband who could drive them to the hospital, they could get health care. You know what the Republican health care plan is? Fuck you. They're in the pockets of the insurance company. My guy. Oh, we love the military. My guy, Gregory Papadatos, signs up at the same age as I am to go fight in fucking Afghanistan and Iraq after 
gets blown up over there. Comes back over. I got blown up after serving two, like two or three tours of duty. Comes back, says my back is messed up, goes to the VA. What happens? They say, how do we know you got blown up over there? Because you sent me over there. Nah, nah, fuck you, Howard Rourke. He's not. He hasn't done shit. He hasn't done shit. He hasn't done anything. And now he's running scared. He's throwing, throwing Rick, Rick Perry under the bus. And you'll find it, like, like his lawyer said, so what? So what about Joe Biden? I don't give a fuck about Joe Biden. I'm sitting in the car with a guy now who's throwing stuff out the window so that the car goes faster. He's throwing my suitcase out. Yes, Rick Perry is, Rick Perry is a scumbag. We can agree. I'm willing to listen to you if you're a Republican, but I go back a long time with Trump, back in the 70s as a native New Yorker, and I'm telling you, the guy's got poison touch. Poison touch. Uh, uh, oh, oh, that old, old, it doesn't matter. We're talking about, this is a, USA is a barge. What has he done specifically to help blacks and Hispanics? And then shit for me. In fact, he made it more difficult for me to get my fucking wife into this country. Exactly. So, and if you don't watch the signs, watch the signs. This is godfather shit. Watch the signs because they got out of them all they want. They got the judicial thing. They got the tax cut. They don't need him. The Republican machine doesn't need him. And you guys can stand by him all you want. But when he realizes he's better off throwing you overboard to make a sacrifice for the Republican and move ahead. Nah, 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 Oh, he cares about me, huh? I suppose he cares about you too. Okay. Okay. That's why the streets are running with blood. And that's why we're at our throats. That's why we're in the midst of what Rene Girard calls a sacrificial crisis that will end one way and one way only with blood spilled. I give him credit. You, if you heard me on the If the Shoes the other day, I gave him credit for a few things. I gave him for credit for getting rid of Bolton or not getting us more deeply engaged in foreign wars. Gave him credit for that. Resisting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Resisting the pull to, toward foreign adventures. Resisting diplomatic protocol and saying, look, dude, we got a problem with this cat. Let me go to North Korea and try to solve it. Let me go. That's what that's what all my Trump guys say. It's a deep state. He's against the machine. But now that he is tilting against the machine full force, what is he doing? It seems clearly about him trying to save his ass and the machine doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care about you, doesn't care about me, he doesn't care about his son, doesn't care about his wives. Come on, you're blinding yourself. You're just bad, feeling bad that people are going to say you did this, like people who were still into Hitler in 1946. That's not the point. The point is we have bred a, a generation, we've bred a culture of, of vacant strangerage, <laughs> to, to coin a new phrase, a, a neologism. Good for you. Vote for him. I hope you do. I hope all you guys vote for him. Because with my last breath, I want to turn to you as we sit in rubble and go, ha, he, which family does he love? Who does he love? Who has he ever talked about loving? I can turn to you as we sit in the smoking rubble and go, I fucking told you so. Everybody else is too, uh, who else is there? Hey, not him. I don't like the machine guys any more than you do. But this guy is not a guy. They said it made a good point. Could you have anybody be like him in any other job, including your own, and not have them fired? Could he? Could he be your bus driver? Could he be your barista? Could he be your corporate president? Look what happened to the cat from WeWork. Walking around the office with bare, no shoes, screaming at people and spilling tequila. Couldn't that guy was gone? Yeah, I know. Rock hard place. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I work with Steve Jobs, and there's a difference. His orientation was quality. But my point is, we we build up this whole vacant uh, uh, stranger action, 
and then we're surprised. How'd that happen? Phillips opens his mouth and tries to squeeze what I what I see is this movie, this macro movie into a little box of cancel culture. That was stupid. Why don't you take a page from Joaquin Phoenix's book and say nothing? Let the movie do what the movie's going to do. Let the movie do what the movie's going to do, which is essentially give voice to the voiceless. Somebody tried to dismiss it as like, oh, this is just incel propaganda. It's a, but, but, you know what? You know what? I, as an individual, as part of the collective, I matter. Okay, you know what? You say I don't. That's fine. I don't matter. I guess I'll just stay over here and I'll be left alone, right? No, 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 no. We used to talk about this a lot. I'm at the bottom of a hole. Generally, generally, I'm okay being in a hole. I got my friends. Yes, we're talking about Joker. I got my friends in the hole. We're all in the hole. But all ringed around the top of the hole are people laughing. Now I don't feel so good about being in the hole. And I tell myself, if I get my hand on a rock and I get myself out of the hole, (laughs) I'm not wrong, bro. You've only known it for the past few years. I've known that family since the 70s. Not wrong. A family of fucking pimps from the get-go. Why do you think I'm not big into Jay-Z? Jay-Z's great line. I don't pray to God. I pray to Gotti. <laughs> Jay-Z cares. Look at his shit with, with the Kaepernick in the NFL. He don't fuck care. He don't fuck care. There's certain types of cats. The Illuminata, they don't care. You know I know a few things about Satanism. Don't fuck care. Don't fuck care. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> you think you don't think Jay-Z and Trump are friends? <laughs> Buddy boy, you're wrong. They care about one person. I'm not buying all this chest beat. Oh, I've been to therapy. I realize it's bad for the people around me. Whatever the people around me are going to divorce me and take half of my billion dollars. Okay. Done nothing but steal from the community. Nothing. Thieves. Enemies of the state. So you, I'm over here. Fine. I'm at the bottom of the hole. Laugh all you want. In fact, according to your system, it's better that if you don't extend me, to, you don't extend me a, a ladder or a hand. Because if I get to the rim of that uh, hole, I'm going to bash your brains in. And don't act confused about why I've done so. You could have a friend for life or an enemy for life. I got a Republican friend whose father's sick. He's like, man, we're going to run out of money soon. And I go, oh, you don't like that Republican? uh, Yeah, (laughs) you don't like, yeah. And that's why Netanyahu's had those problems. You don't like that Republican uh, party of fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay-Z told blacks not to speak with Trump like he told Kaepernick to hold strong, like he told Jermaine Dupree not to take the NFL deal. Then he turned around, uh, 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 took the NFL deal, uh, knifed Ka- Kaepernick in the back and collected his money and then put all of his friends on the halftime show. Come on. We, he, Barney's department store, which is now going bankrupt, he signed a deal with them. And they fucked those fucking black folks up there in the store. And he was like, well, well, we don't want to rush into it. The guy's been a pimp and a barnacle carbuncle in the community forever. Anyway, so that's what the movie was about. That was what the movie was about. And that is why what happened at UFC uh, 293 was, was, is it 293? The hell is it? Yeah, you 243. So this is why UFC 243 was so significant. Now, as you well know, if you watch Care Don't Care preview, I picked Whitaker. Because he was he was tougher. He's not such a a, a delicate flower stylist type. Hard guy. 
I had, yeah, I picked Whitaker. I had a, mo a momentary, um, I had a moment, I had a moment of, of doubt when I saw them at the face-off in the weigh-in because of the height differential. I straightened my, life, my leg. Ah, I don't know if you can hear it crack. Because of the height differential. But I go, this is not, this is maybe a surprise to me, but it's not a surprise to Team Whitaker. They knew exactly. They knew exactly. I don't feel bad with on it. Like when they, when I was talking to my friend about, hey, he, he's an expat, lives in Vietnam. I go, don't they hate Americans there? He goes, no, be better an honest, honest enemy than a fake friend. Yeah, that much is for sure. So I, I figured Adesanya with his, you know, he he understands fighting from a very technical kind of analytical. Um, and I think it, the writer and poet Tom Gunn, who used to box as well, San Francisco guy, My Sad Captain is one of my favorite books of his. And he was like, you know, people um, people like, uh, you know, if they think fighting is like in the movies, it's ugly and it's clumsy and it's sloppy. And I said, once you introduce that Whitaker-esque element of uh, the brawl element to, to, you know, the pretty boy stylist, he's got nothing to respond to that. But what happened, it, what happened in that cage was metaphysical. And I can go on this long because there are only two fights on the card I want to, or maybe three that I want to talk about. And it was metaphysical. If you heard him talking and then at the post-fight presser, what he said, what did he say? Yeah, well, Whitaker's assessment, we'll give it to him until Wednesday. He was like, I'm not going anywhere. I was like, Truer words have never been spoken, bro. You're not going anywhere. You are now executive level gatekeeper. And there are two paths you can go by. But in the long run, like Robert Plant says, you either go Gustafson, who then six months later wants to come back, or you make your peace with it, Joe Lazan style. At this point now, most of you only remember who Joe Lazan is. Somebody said, oh, you, on Care Don't Care, I think it was Steph was like, or John Nash was like, well, you got to be a little harsh. He's a little bit of a big gatekeeper. What? Well, does it make sense? He goes, oh, he needs to get right back and he needs to get a rematch right away. I go, for what? The guy got him twice with the exact same thing. That's not an accident. The first one wasn't an accident, and the second one sure as fuck wasn't an accident. It was a clever, tactical read of the situation at hand, and, and you know, these long-rangey guys, I understand it. When I did MMA, I got choked out by that guy who worked at Napa State Mental Hospital. Long-rangey, six-foot-three, lanky cat. And I would feel his legs going up my back. And I was like, oh, based on my understanding of jiu-jitsu schedule, I probably have about 1.7 seconds before he stopped out. Oh! And then the triangle was on because his legs were longer and faster. You didn't have to adjust. These tall cats. He was hitting for the fences and was an inch short each time. If. That great, that great, uh, what is that great thing? Not the Peloponnesian War, but they're making ancient Greece. He goes, if you don't, he said, uh, you know, um, if we get over there, we're going to, we're going to smash you. Uh, maybe there's this Carthaginian solution. Uh, and then they wrote back one word response. If. And he got metaphysical. He was like, he was like, I, I call it, you know, uh, Adesanya said, you know, I, I, I come in here and I could just see. I could see him, and he does his perfect imitation. Dustin, Dustin is on the couch of insignificance. Him calling out McNuggets, the rapist, alleged rapist, was pointless. But he goes like this, and he does that imitation. He says, you know, he's got the hood on. That's why I started the show with the hood. Whitaker's hood is on. He's got Whitaker, he's got the hood on. He's doing this. He goes, he wasn't there. I could feel it. He wasn't there. I don't know where he was. Now, this is the hometown thing that we talk about. You're thinking about seats for your elementary school teacher, your ex-girlfriend, your mother, your cousins. Yeah, but they were both in that same situation. You see Adesanya, who won me over with his whole family there, respecting his mother and his father. And he goes, Cat wasn't there. I'm here. And if you remember two shows ago when I was talking about you, uh, uh, I was talking about the difference between showboating and grandstanding. Perfect application. Not like that guy who, who, who gassed himself with it or uh, uh, and then lost the fight against an alternate last minute. What was that? The UFC was in Dublin? I don't remember where it was. 
Exact. That's the point I'm getting at. In the realm of eternal ideas, platonic triad, good, true, and beautiful, somehow the clouds parted, and Adesanya, he's, he's in that rarefied fucking moment there. And you know how I know? Because two fights ago, I was like looking at him and go, ah, oh, man, dude is, but he has an educability gene, educability factor. He's come back each time looking better than the time before because he realizes he's in direct communication with the realm of eternal ideas. The Greek idea of the demiurge has filled his fucking body. I could be overstating the case, but if he had the perception to understand that Whitaker wasn't there and didn't know where he was, where was he? Where was he? He was community. He was never at any point in that fight in danger. They say, if you watch those, those when those stories I was talking about, of people who, who have existence beyond, beyond this present existence, they die, and essentially they come back. And they say, well, one of the most noteworthy things about it was I was everywhere. Talk about God being everywhere. And people are like, oh, that's crazy. You can't. Yeah, it's crazy in physical terms, material world terms. It is crazy. But when you go to sleep tonight and close your eyes and dream, you I was in Vancouver last night. Nah, Johnny Bonijoni, he's not ready for, nor will he ever be. It's a different thing. It's a different thing entirely. But what he kept was composure frame of mind fueled by belief and an inability to understand things going any other way there's a great line by this band the meat puppets when they sing and, and the line is i don't have to think i only have to do it the results are always perfect and that's old news but that's old news great song don't fucking second guess it you ever watch animals in the wild? Watch bears? They don't do a lot of second guessing in the bear community. They do or they don't do. Yep. Tempe, Arizona, buddy. Blatant localism. Also home of JFA. Friends of mine, the great band. So he, he, he I mean, never, Whitaker's like, I'm not going anywhere, man. You got that right, bro. You're done. Somebody, uh, John Hay John Nash was. All right, Steph was like, "Yeah, you're, you're that's you're lacking charity." Nah, I was a big booster, ride and die, straight up through Tuesday and Wednesday. Only glimmer of doubt I had was when I saw the face-off weigh-in. So he did it appropriately. He showboated, Genki Sudo style, up to the cage. In the cage, he didn't grandstand until he won, and then he grandstanded. That's the way you do it. Showboat, grandstand. And he said it. He goes, you know, I know you guys were hoping that I would lose after that entry. Insight, awareness, consciousness, 360 degrees. And I guarantee you, and this is why I'm so hard on, the, on, on Dustin and the, on the couch of insignificance. Because it is no surprise what the future holds for Israel Adansaya. No surprise. Reminds me of Mr. Crapanzano in my trig class in high school. I get a 90 on the test. Last question, I just write the answer. I say to my friend Kenny, Kenny Reyes, this guy, hey man, what's the answer? He gives it to me. I just write it down. I take a flyer. Next day, I get a big red X through it, get the paper. I go, I got an 80 on the test out of 100. I go, Mr. Crapanzano, I got this question right. You didn't give me credit for it. He goes, I tell you what, playboy. You come up to the board now and uh, do the work for it, and I'll give you the, I'll give you the 10 points. He used to call me playboy. So I get up. I take the chalk. I do the work on the board. Put the chalk down, turn to him and go, there you go. He looks at it, puts his glasses on, and goes, all right, give me a paper. Gives me 90. What happened? What happened is I left from that test where I cheated on the answer 
went down to the lunchroom, said, Kenny, or maybe my friend Robert Dylan Schneider, how do you do that problem? Please explain it to me. Explained it, figured it out, got it, because I wanted to know. Right now, all the wrestle muggers are thinking, I could take that cat. I could take that cat. Just like Dustin Poirier knew way out exactly what he was dealing with going up with a Khabib. Years. Years. And was confused suddenly in the clutch. And now he's talking about the Irishman, McNuggets, the alleged, the alleged anal rapist. You know, I tried to talk about him on Care Don't Care. They told me, Steph told me they're going to yank it out. I couldn't talk about him on the show. Apparently, this is the only show in America where I could talk about his sex assault. Apparently, alleged, well, the sex assault, the charge is real. It's not alleged. The charge is real. His guilt is alleged. Or maybe not his guilt. They actually, well, who knows? He's legally indemnified. All right, the guy sue me. I like him to sue me for calling, uh, talking about his anal rape charge so I could get into court and use those words anal rape as often as my mouth can frame themselves around the words anal rape. It is scared of what? Somebody was like, oh, you, you, be, you should be, somebody on Twitter actually told me, you should be careful for what? Remember where I am. I'm in the bottom of a hole. Got nothing to lose, officer. Come on over. So, so, uh, uh, so, Adesaya is just, you know, from that Chuck Liddell thing to the where I was like, you know, I was doubting, doubting, doubting. I wasn't doubting, but I didn't like the way he looked a couple of fights ago. And but he's a different guy. Showed up a different guy. And if that doesn't send chills up the spine of that division, it well should. Because for cats like that, it's hole or no hole. There's no in between. Because he's looking at the sky. Me, I'm looking at the people on the edge of the hole. Joker, looking at people on the edge of the hole. No, they don't. I'll say what I want. An American. He's not looking at the people on the edge of the hole. He's aware they exist. He's looking up above. Beauty, truth, goodness. Now, based on what I know about the world, if by some chance he gains the weight to fight Johnny Boney Joni, <laughs> that's not a fight that he's going to win. Well, okay, Whitaker had surgery, was out for a couple of years, but it doesn't matter. His reads were masterful. His fight IQ was high. His composure, high. His awareness, high. His, the damage he took, low. It was a perfect storm for Adesanya. Perfect. Taylor made for him. He was not riding the wave. <laughs> Let's see. No, what is it? He wasn't being carried by the wave. He was riding, uh, riding by the wave. But <laughs> in Johnny Boney Joni, you have a guy who's in that same spot. But. Not a nice guy. Not a nice guy. Johnny Boney Joni, not a nice guy. Now, Adesanya could say, my belief in my success, and this is what I used to think about Trump. Trump used to, was an early life inspiration for me before I found out that he was a terrible racist. Because I said his belief in self is so all-encompassing is so all-encompassing, his belief in self, that, that he makes magic happen. Like they say in Apocalypse Now, if I had 100 men like that, our troubles here would soon be over. But you can't have 100 men who are only thinking about themselves. Kanye was is pointless. I, 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 have I met Johnny Boone Jr.? I haven't. I, I talked to him on the phone when I did the piece for him for Vogue Men. Can you believe that? Yeah, I know. I minus the trouble, but sometimes the, the, the trouble is part of the character of the job at hand. In other words, 
his propensity for trouble is what makes him successful in the cage. So this is like a classic example of, of good versus not so good. And I'm going to have to say, if we go back to World War II, from a very specific American perspective, what we're looking at is that we defeated a great evil. Well, that's a sort of propaganda. Mao was responsible for 70 million deaths. Stalin was responsible for 40 million deaths. 110 million people died as a result of those two cats. So GSP versus, versus McNuggets, GSP wins. But I think GSP is too savvy. Look, GSP is coming back for legacy reasons. For those dirty, hairy, gots-to-know reasons. McNuggets is damaged goods. He has absolutely no need. No need to, 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 to hitch his wagon to that fucking, to that, uh, to that, uh, to that, uh, to that crash, to that meteor. Meteors go up and they also crash down. Flaming to the ground. And craters steaming with mist, fog, smoke. The efforts to, to be significant, it's sad. McNuggets does nothing but make me sad. The only thing that mitigates that sadness is the idea that justice will be, good to be done for this poor woman. Yeah. So um, so Adesaya is in the catbird seat. And if you don't think this is a trend, there's something about these Nigerian guys. Um, it's working out. <laughs> I don't think they want to go back to Nigeria empty handed. Not a place to be. And yet I still find myself thinking about Vitor Belfort's sister. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. People in the hole fucked up. I know. I'm in the hole. It's all right. It's all right. So anyway, uh, 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 the rest of the fights on the card, um, I picked Ally Quinta, you know, because uh, I'm a New Yorker and I got I, I had to go for the home team. Uh, he was hope, but I had a glimmer of, 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 of had a had a. a a sense, a great sense that I was terribly wrong about this. At the same thing at the weigh-in. Not because Hooker Hooker just looked hungrier, 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 hungrier. And if you're the bald one, you say, you know what? When we started giving Al real money, he Al stopped being Al. Al was outclassed. Two-way Tuvasa was given a, a was given a guy who he should have easily be, beat at home. Did not beat. Hasn't beaten anybody in a while. I think at 26, a lot of times, you know, just don't, just don't. Hey, how many, how many of you have done the same job for 10 years? How many of you have done the same? Yeah, and he won't fight. GSP won't fight anybody but a belt holder. Well, there's no point. 10 years, five years. It's a long time. He's a young kid. I think he just doesn't want to be there. A lot of guys get in there. They just don't want to be there. They think they want to be there, but they don't want to be there. Remember, you know, for the people I've talked to who are current UFC fighters, they go, you know, the UFC is like the world's worst, worst girlfriend or boyfriend, calling you constantly, hectoring, heckling, bugging, you know. So you don't really love me. Do you love me? How do you know you got to do these things? It's just it gets to be a grind. And that's the only I guess I should talk about Megan Anderson, but why bother with uh, uh, three minutes left? I'm going to go three minutes over since I spent the first two minutes trying to get the show going. I was so, in other words, um, uh, um, yeah. Kane is out of the the USADA testing pool. GSP, I mean GSP, it's in his little sports car bed. I I really have, and I've met him before and hung out with him. I haven't talked to him in a bunch of years. I have no idea what's going on through his head, but I think probably he kind of got to the place. I'm a martial artist. I like the art. I like the martial. I train every day, but I don't need to do this as a job because I have enough money now. Um, but I can't help but sit at home and wonder if whatever he's doing, if it can keep his skills sharp, God love him. He did come back briefly. 
And he won, won the fight. I think it was against Bisping, if I'm correct. One, Mr. One-Eye. That was weird, taking his eye out. Don't need to see that much. Yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about Megan. Don't need to see his, his eye hole. Eye hole too much. You know? Let's not start to talk about eyes. I have a bad eye story. I don't even want this in the calories poop story are things that we don't notes that we don't need to, 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 to end on. But if you take away nothing from the show, take away the fact that, yeah, I mean that those of us in the hole looking at the edge of the hole will be heard one way or another via a riot, via, via violent acts of, of vacant, vacant strangerage. The model, Israel Adensaya, guy who looks beyond the edge of the hole to the sky. That's why we enjoy combat sports to a certain degree. The rising and advancing of the spirit, well past the hecklers on the edge of the hole. Because suddenly you are everywhere. You're no longer at the base of the hole. Yep. Well, I'm assuming, I'm assuming... I'm assuming that Israel is somewhere spending his days working on working on his grappling. I got to understand that. I got to know that that's happening. I say that because he seems to be a different cat than Mr. Couch of Insignificance, Dustin Poirier, who's flapping his gums out there in the wind, in the chilly, misty wind. Shut up, sit down, wait your turn. You're, you're either the couch of insignificance in the Phantom Tollbooth, which means you're in the Phantom Tollbooth with a number that is like six digits long. I don't want to see you now. I don't want to hear from you now. If there's a reason I'm hearing from you, I want to, why are you talking? Why are you talking? Stop talking. Dustin Poirier, stop it. I got no reason to lie to you, which is precisely why you can consider that I'm telling you the truth. You're not helping. You could pull a Mark Hunt and go and, and flip out. Ah, fuck you, back that back. But I'm telling you the truth. You should listen to me. Israel can keep talking, talking smack about a, uh, but uh, about Johnny Boni Joni. But I want to see him do to his division now. Nate, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. He's in the hole with me. I want to see you do to your division what Johnny Boney Journey did to his division. Sure enough, that's what I want to see. Do that? Cool. Do it up. Then you can start talking about super fights, but you got a whole rose gallery of people who want to kill you, and most of the ones who think they stand a significant chance are grapplers. Yeah, I don't think so. And, and, and Whitaker, the best thing Whitaker said as he faded away into the darkness of the night was... It's easy become the champ. Not so easy staying the champ, 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 champ. I like Hooker versus Felder. I like that too. You know, I like too. Megan Anderson, I made an unkind comment, not about her makeup or anything. I just had questions. I had questions. A few USADA questions. Just looking at the face, a few USADA questions. She's passing drug tests, right? Not steroids, not talking about that. I'm feeling, you want me to put, put, put my little finger in the air? I'm feeling growth hormone, little growth hormone, little GH. Well, HGH, this, this is my gut. Close my eyes, I'm everywhere. Anyway, this. No, no, it doesn't work that way with women. It doesn't really work that way. I'm looking at the leanness. I'm looking at the facial structure. I'm looking at the jaw. Well, maybe if it's naturally occurring, that's fine. Anyway, this is V83. The Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper. Leave a like. Subscribe. We got a new JJB. We got a guest, a guest on JJB. Gonna put that up in a bit. Later on this week. We're gonna do 
Kasha and Eugene, You Kill Me film reviews for Reprobates. We're going to talk about Joker. We're going to leave you guys a few days, a few days to see the movie so we're not spoiling it for those of you who haven't seen it. Maybe we'll do it later in the week, like a, like a Thursday. Because if you see it Friday, you can hold off and then watch the show again on Saturday. But today, as soon as I finish this show, I'm going to put up the JJB. Tuesday, you have, okay, she's got a show on Thursday, so we'll do it Friday. Perfect. She's got a show on Friday, so we'll do it next weekend. You guys have a whole opportunity, a whole chance to see it. Uh, we'll do it next weekend. So, JJB, about to happen. Go live, subscribe so you get it automatically. Good stuff. Stuff if you're interested in grappling, jiu-jitsu player, it could help you. Tuesday at 7.20, we got If I Did It, which now includes Ms. Tech, Eugene S., and Alexi, followed by If the Shoes Fit, which is Bullpen Betty, Alexi, and me. Monday afternoon, Care Don't Care for this weekend show comes up. And that's your whole week. Sex with Eugene, Nazi column in, in about an hour and a half. I think it goes live. Follow me on Twitter at Eugene S. Robinson, and you get it. I tweet it out. You get it. You got it. You got it. Was it Beastie Boys? I get it. I got it. It's understood. Perfect. I got some articles coming on later this week. I don't know. We switched over to WordPress, and things are kind of upended, but uh, we're doing the best we can. Right now, there's a Dolomite piece. I tweeted out. Anton LaVey's grandson did a piece for me about the last show with a Dolomite. Follow me on Twitter. It's right there. Anyway, get some sleep. We'll see you guys later. Until then, look what you made me do! Ah!